Um, no, I've already gone first one, so let's give it to Aaron, who hasn't gone first yet. Hey, hey, you wrong. Man. I'm, I'm scared. I'm gun shy on this. <laughs> very, very gun shy on this movie. Um, I thought the acting was very probably the only saving grace to this film. Um, <laughs> it, was, it, it was engaging. It was very enticing. Um, but we'll stop right there because Aaron gives this film it's going from my gut here. here. Uh, a six point. What the fuck is that? <laughs> An eight, eight, one, one, five, three. I actually, I didn't put that. Oh no, that 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 was me. I apologize, Aaron. I oh, did. I was putting in the code, and I said, "Oh, this looks interesting." I'm putting in, and I I hit it, and I'm like, what's going on? Okay, so. six point four from Aaron. God, I don't even. Okay, don't red flat. To be honest with you. What it deserves, bro. Um, I I just I don't even know. I'm gonna need some explanation if, if I miss something on this film. Red cloud. Let me just say, uh, uh, thanks again for bringing the film to, to the show. But uh, no punches will be held. So buckle. The fuck up. <laughs> Who are you passing it to? Yeah. Uh, uh, Yoshi, I'm very, very curious. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, boy, this one was difficult to watch, guys. This was a difficult, difficult watch um but i went back i went back and and i watched it again today really? uh, i spoke I, I spoke with chris privately um a couple of days ago, and both of us just admitted that we hated this film very much so. 
uh, um, not to give anything away with Chris's side, but I went back and I rewatched not the whole movie, but I rewatched four scenes, four specific scenes that were standing out to me. And I just thought about it a while. And my ranking went up significantly. So, with all that said, my, my ranking for Holy Motors is... A seven point four. Wow. Yeah. Significantly. I'm curious what it was before. It was, was right it was right where you were Aaron. Right where you were. Oh okay. okay. See that. Maybe I need a second viewing this. This is another one where you're just kind of like, like your hair is literally pushed back. Like, what is happening? I know it's 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 it's, it's, it's man. You should have seen me in the room with Zoom. Me and Zoom. I was just like, you know, no offense, no offense to anyone, but I was just like, man, man I, I hate this movie. Every five seconds, I was like, I hate this movie. So it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. I passed it to. Well, let's save the best for last. So we'll go with Paul next. Yeah, I mean best for last. <laughs> uh, I subtle dig. I like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I. I didn't hate this movie is what I wanted. I wrote it down, say that out loud. I didn't hate this movie. I was a little confused and but I think I was struck by how puzzled I was throughout this movie but I didn't hate it so I'm just going to move this along because we're going to save the very best for last and let me hit submit this is actually the score I apologize for the 8-8 whatever it was that popped up but uh, this is not going, going through or maybe it did go 
too. There we go. So, Holy motors. Holy motors. Paul. Filling itself at a 7.3. I said, okay. That actually works with kind of how the, what the film's about. So. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, my chimpanzees will be joining me shortly. So, yes. Yeah. What the was that about? Yeah. That was. <laughs> I, yeah. I was waiting for the. All right. Yeah. So the Sorry. Next, Go ahead. I will pass. The next question is Chris, did you rank it lower than fake is four? There you go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Oh, oh my god. Uh, uh, oh, no, I didn't. It was pretty close, so I, I did take that in consideration. I was like, okay, at least give it something. Right. And, and uh, the three things I have to say about this film are fuck this film, fuck this film, and fuck this film. Oh boy. Oh no. Four point. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, fuck it. Everything you do with this film, fuck anybody who worked on it, and fuck anybody who likes it. Oh, this movie. No, 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 I'm sure you are a, a fine individual. I'm sure yeah. you have uh, you uh, have, have such a, a breadth uh, of experience in the world and yeah. a story that deserves to be told. If you like this movie, you can go straight to hell. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Oh. No. Red cloud. Red cloud. We. We. I. I yes. We Red do. cloud. Chris's views do not at all represent the views of society as a whole. He is an individual. Uh, um, and. Uh, oh my God. Let's see what. This ranking is uh, Jesus. not looking good. Side note: we, we actually do love our fans, so thank yeah. you for subscribing and following us and, and supplying us with movies. But on the same token, you can always expect us. To be true, no. And, and I, I, I welcome. I welcome. Oh, by the way, the film, the film got a six point four. Uh, uh, so that's that is a point for Aaron. Exactly. That's that. That's fair. Live, but. 
So I would I would love for whoever whatever their name is, Red Cloud. But I I, I would love for you to come on the show and completely take down my my opinions. I would I would love to be shown why this movie deserves to be on this list because I come at this film from every, every angle that I could think of. Maybe it's a satire of, of like the film industry in general and what it means to be an actor. Maybe this was an experiment for this particular actor who wanted to play all, all these different roles but like could not do it himself so they concocted this story of like how he can go back and forth and do this maybe it has such a deep meaning that i am completely missing it maybe this is just all over again where i don't see the deep meaning in it I don't appreciate the director, but right now, and I've I've watched it uh, uh, one and a half times. So they did the exact same thing that you did, and I walked back some scenes. I still fucking hate this movie. I will. I I actually went down my my ranking. It was sitting at a five three and then it continued to go down because fuck this movie oh, oh. i yield my time <laughs> i yield my time mr speaker <laughs> and leo leo corrosion motion is gonna is gonna hate, hate this you. film was nominated for a palm de your like yeah. come on okay this no. is the state of oh. any ideas what this movie is about I, I have Mr. Speaker I have have no idea, but visually, it held my attention, and I I yield to the good gentleman from California. Is it about uh, giving a a performance like being the actor, like trying to? Like I'm trying to grasp on to something. Okay, I think almost... that's where we should start then, because I think the clue, one of the clues. First of all, let me say that I do love, love trying to figure things out with movies. Okay. So, 
as I, I have no problem playing detective. But, but even after I figured it out, which I think I did, um, I still don't really like the movie. That's why I didn't really reach an eight for me. It's, it's it's kind of in the early in the low sevens. Um, with that said, I think the clue is that he misses the cameras. Remember when he says that? Right. Yeah. Yes. This is being an actor? Well, no. What do you... The... He, the, when he's in the limo and he's talk, talking to like his boss or whoever that was, right? Um, he's the boss is saying, "I've noticed that your passion is dwindling." In so many words, and he's like taking off his, you know, one of his personalities. And he's like, well, yeah, you know, I just kind of miss the camera, you know, like the now the cameras are like, I miss, I miss the cameras being bigger than the, I miss being able to see the cameras because now they're so small that we can't even see them, essentially is what he says. And so, so, for me, I think I start thinking like, like, well, then you have the scenes at the end where all all those limos are going in the building, um, and it seems like everyone he meets is also an actor. Pretty much, everyone he has real interactions with are also actors. You know, there's this scene where he's on his deathbed when he's playing that character, and and afterwards he goes to leave, but he has a moment where he sees how into it the other actor is. He's like. Still crying, and then he's like, you know, I hope to see you again, or whatever. And then he walks away. <laughs> I don't uh, mean, I hope to see you again. Is yeah. this an New York, but just not done correctly? No, because I respect that movie. No, but is it the same kind of theme where, like, the cameras are so small that you now live that that reality? Well, in in the same vein as that, um, it's so interesting you bring that up because I thought of Synecdoche in New York 
not because of that, but because of Kylie Minogue's musical moment in, in, in her scene with uh, it's it's like the it's like the one of the last uh, maybe the last performance he gives when they're in that building and then she commits suicide. That's Kylie Minogue. By the way, I play in that, and she has a little musical number in that moment. And, and, and that song reminds me of the song from Snake New York. So that's really, really weird that you bring up Snake New York. But yes, it is similar in the same vein where everyone, the idea is that everyone's acting and there's no longer an audience. I think that's kind of where where the film is positing that, that if we can continue in this direction that we're on, that, that it's going to come to a point where technology advances to the point where you can't even see the technology and we're no longer performing for each other. We're just performing for performing's sake. And then like the the, the luster of it is going to die because Everyone is just a performer, and that's all, all anyone is. And so you're not getting the gratification of like somebody watching you and thinking you're doing good work because everybody else is doing it too. So it, it, it seems seems like the film is sort of like a funeral session for cinema and an acceptance of what's coming next in a way. Because every single performance is like, like we're not getting the full narrative. We're getting just you know like a YouTube clip of it, which is kind of what we have now. Instead of like instead of it being these full narratives, because remember before YouTube, the only movies there was just movies. There wasn't these little, you couldn't go watch a 10 minute thing or, or like a 3 minute thing on Instagram. So we're not getting the full story because we're just getting these little clickbait things of these characters he's playing because that's what the entertainment has become, you know, in a sense. And it's kind of like, because the 
the movie opens up with the cinema with a a, a, a theater of dead people, and I watched to the end of the credits, and after the credits, it goes back to that shot. So the movie opens and closes with a cinema of dead people. Dead cinema. Oh, society. Uh, yes. That's why Red Cloud brought, up, brought this movie to, to us. Red Cloud. But Red Cloud. <laughs> so I don't mean to hog the mic, but but oh. the, the the director of this film is actually the guy in the opening sequence where he wakes up in that bed, and there's a bed next to him that's empty, and then he goes and he walks, he like, turns. And his fingers like a key, so like he's the key to the theater or something, and he walks into the theater, and all, all the people are dead in the theater, and there's a baby crawling towards the screen. I don't know what the fuck that means, um, but, but then he starts watching. The screen, and then the movie starts. But that was the director. So there's something there. It's personal, obviously. But there's something there with, like, he thinks that traditional storytelling is no longer going to. Be digestible by us because we are now rewired and reprogrammed to, to not have the patience for real, real true cinema, which is why Chris watches movies at the gym and he fast forwards through Holy Motor. I, I fast forward. I, I did. I oh, oh, I ordered it on, on YouTube, and wherever I thought there was a moment because I could not fucking say in this movie, I fast forwarded it. <laughs> you gotta sit there. Pain, Chris. You gotta sit there. He's like, I don't. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, you don't. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you do. No, no, you don't. Oh, oh, yes, you do. No, you don't. Because I, because, because I, I thought the one saving grace of this movie is going to be the scene where he's the father to the daughter who sits in the bathroom. During the uh, uh, the scene of that, I watched that on normal speed. 
watch the again. Where where is that? Where where is that in 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 this film? It's just it's another performance. It's another it's performance because yeah. it, it it is it is a uh, uh, an airplane meal on a flight from hell. You get a little bit of a reprieve from the rest of the garbage that is the rest of this movie. Well, I think he's he's happy to fuck with us in that moment because I think did we all, all fall for that? I think we all fell for that, thinking that that was going to be him. Of course. But finally, we get to see who he is. We get some answers as to what his occupation is. And then it's just like, nope, that was also a performance. And I think the last one was a performance, too, because of the beginning of the film. He says there's like nine appointments, and the eighth appointment was the one with Kylie Minogue, where she commits suicide. That wasn't real either. None of it's real, except for maybe the chimp. The chimp might be real. I think the chimp was real. I didn't get as far as dead cinema. I got to cinema because that opening moment took me to cinema Paradiso, and I said, oh, maybe that's what this whole world is like. We're now going to go into a movie world, and, and uh, uh, but I think what you said you know, she is spot on. I think I'm now marveling at this movie even more because it is a statement on where we are right now. I was overwhelmed by the performances and I of course, anytime you have a character named Angel in a movie, you it would be like having a character named Zoo or, or <laughs> Sicily or something. You'd have to pause for a moment, and I can't. Uh, uh, Kelly now too. Chris has one too. There we go. Not anymore. Oh, 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 sorry, bro. bro. <laughs> okay. He's dead. This scene without jealousy. Fast forward through her, Chris. Did you oh, fast I did. Her? Mm -hmm. Sorry, who was in jail, Paul? Girl in the bed, right? 
fight the girl oh. in the bed. And, and no, not, not even Mendez. That uh, the girl who actually hasn't acted beyond a couple of movies with uh, Leo I believe. I think she's only got like three or four uh, film credits. She's she's wonderful. She's so moving. And, and yet there's that brief interruption where maybe we see you again. Okay. And I thought, oh, we're going to get a revelation. I was like, so waiting for it. And it just didn't come. And I thought, well, maybe that's things that you want, Paul. They might not be coming to you very literally. You might have to sift through this a bit. But I, I think, think you push you what you, you said. I think that this is an indictment. I like to me. This was prophetic. Leo Karas saw the future, and it was ugly and it was a world yeah. where because this 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 theme trope has been played out this is played out in westerns anytime they introduce industrialization there's a couple i could point to and moments in movies where there's a transition and our hero, who we've enjoyed as a cowboy, as a, a old school detective who, who's shoes using a computer, all of a sudden their lives are changed, and. We either like or don't like what then unfolds, and we see how the character interprets that as well. But it just seems like our, you know, Denis Lavon, our main character, is just embracing this, and it isn't. We're never going to get to a point where we actually know what is going on. And we it is left to our interpretation. I think, I think yours, the fact that you found the dead cinema was was marvelous. Yeah, I think I think, I think that um, I think that I might revisit this movie one day and and actually really love it. Uh, it's it's possible. I don't know, but, but I think it is definitely an appropriate show to bring uh, a movie to bring on our show because of what the director is trying to make potentially trying to talk about which is just 
that cinema as we know it is dead or dying in, in, some, in some sense. Um, the other option maybe I had was I was trying to dissect the title Holy Motors. Um, and for me, the, 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 the only thing I could come up with was, was motor being, being the meat vehicle that we are all in and holy being our soul. And so the limousines are the, the transportation vehicle that takes our soul between different reincarnations. And so when he's in the limousine, he's preparing for his next life, his next role. And then he goes out and performs that, that role. And then he comes back in and he's, he's, he's going to the next one again. And, and I, I, I don't have any evidence to back that up, but that's, there's something there. And then, and then the scene with the limousine at the end too they're all talking to each other I, I couldn't figure that out either but there's something there too there's a lot going on yeah it's the I mean that is, I mean living having lived in that world for 10 years it, it is fascinating. It's because I even remember a client asking me one time, I wonder about all, all the stories back, back here in the right rear seat. And I, I said, Well, it's funny you say that, that because I'm actually, you know, I like a few other drivers, you know, scribble down some stories from time to time. There are stories. So for me, that the final moment was a download among cars. And there is something, having a desire at one time to build a business up to the size of that warehouse with multiple stretch limousines in it, and then realize. As in, like, where I was better suited was doing a more personalized service, fewer cars, and bringing on people who could provide a specific kind of service. There is something fascinating about the life, that life of the stretch limo. Because I think even in an interview, Karak talks about 
stretch limo. It is that outside affectation. Someone getting out of that limousine has some bearing that I know nothing about, but there's a mystery. So every time that door opens, out steps a character, uh, whether he's going to shoot someone at a French cafe or he's heading off to get inside a sewer. I'm like, okay, okay so is this the performance? Often today, of course, and even in any time in movie making, the star would get out of the stretch limo and head off to his trailer or, or somewhere in the production to change into costume. But here we have our star are getting out and ready. Uh, he is ready for action. His whole entire world is that limousine. So there's, there's uh, uh, the world of Hollywood where there is, of course, uh, um, limousines all the time and, and galas and, and film openings. That's the cornerstone vehicle has always been that stretch limo. And here, it's more than just an ornament. It's actually the world that we're living in, where we think, think at times there's actually a reality going on. Because having driven <laughs> those people inside that limousine, they're in a whole nother world oftentimes. Yeah, I actually forgot that you, I didn't even put it together, but Paul owns a limousine business, so that's that's actually hilarious. That, and I'm wondering if that um, filled you with any joy when you're watching the Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the museums do talk about becoming no longer relevant. Um, so there's clearly that combined with the talk of the cameras disappearing. There's clearly this technological advance narrative. Of going on where you know there's no longer uh, uh, any usage for these visible machines, and the humans want everything to be invisible, which then then maybe plays into to, um, the feeling, the the sort of dread that the characters seem to have in this 
movie of like not feeling watched or something like that. You know, Yosha, I really like your take on and that this could be a reincarnation story. Um, because it, when you're watching the film, you're trying to make sense of it in the, or my mind, I'm trying, like, my, my realism, like, why, like, like, wait, he just died, or, you know, somebody commits suicide, and now you're, like, breaking that whole mold where it's like, okay, what if this is all just representation of something? And I like that where it's like you're getting out of the, the vehicle and you're heading into this new life and like life ha happens so quickly right like like are you the, the father to the daughter and like that's just the memory that you're picking up and taking with you and then now are you do this like crazed homeless guy running through a graveyard like that that's your next reincarnation and then that is your reincarnation to have this this suicide thing happen i mean it's very it's fascinating to think about um and the boss although while i'm watching this yeah that's hard what sorry sorry did you gotta finish that <laughs> sorry i don't i don't really have a way of finishing it, it it was very, very hard to digest because in my mind, I was like, I was fighting that, that realism, you know? It's like, like everything yeah. seems so like, wait, the guy just stabbed him in the neck and he, he, he was dying. Like, it was in his jugular. He was like, like he died. Right, and now, now he's in the limousine, and he's totally fine. It's like, wait, what? And then he shoots that guy in the head at a restaurant. You know, and it's like, oh, I got the banker. Boom! Like it seemed random. Yeah, but was it random? for us the audience to spend our, our intellectual 
actual mind and accept different forms of narrative that are not linear and like seemingly nonsensical and just accept images for imagery's sake. It's very difficult. Um, and not very enjoyable because your mind wants to like you know you want some kind of bearings on where you are so that you can start to piece everything together and when when the director seemingly strives to not give you that, that it becomes very frustrating mm-hmm. uh, but he, the boss asks him in the limo, like, why do you keep doing it then if you don't, if you're not loving it anymore? And he was just like, for the love of the act, he said, or something like that, love, the love of the act. So maybe that's like what you were saying, Aaron, and it's like, Maybe he, maybe he is being reincarnated in all these different lives, and they're all, all tragic. So it's like, why do you continue to be a human? And like, why do you continue to to be reincarnated and play this game? Like, why don't you just I don't know if there was the option for that, but why don't you just not keep, keep acting? But I guess the saving grace would be that, that even with all that tragedy, there's still beauty in the act for for. Him as, as far as well, yeah. what she says at the very end uh, uh, we'll see you again tomorrow same time right and he's like yeah we'll see you tomorrow and then he goes in the house and disappears with some apes and yeah. you know, I'm wondering if that's like returning back, back to our ancestors, like a little poke at evolution. Like maybe, maybe a poke at evolution. Like, like hey, hey, this is this where we came from. Just to remind you. Even though you're tra- traveling through these lives at warp speed through a limo, getting yes. living lives, really, hey, just a reminder, you are that. 
You're going that's exactly to it, dude. That's exactly what that. I think you just fucking found that man. That's that's what it is. Is like, and and then, and then it plays into the the treadmill scene where he just can't keep up with the speed of everything. He's like trying to keep up. He's shooting the machine gun on the treadmill. <laughs> but then it becomes too fast and he trips up on himself. And they're like, Are you okay? He's like, Yeah, let's just take it again. And you know, it's like everything's changing so fast. Technology's changing so fast. The medium is changing so fast that he can't even keep up with all the changes, all the demands from the industry to change. And so he he falls on his face. And that's kind of plays into what you just discovered, where it's, it's like things are changing at such a rapid speed. And we're becoming a part of these virtual realities that somebody made, and the person, the people who made these virtual realities, felt really good about what they made and believed in those things. But we never agreed to be a part of those virtual realities, and now we have no choice but to be a part of those. Virtual realities. We're, we're just we're, we we have no choice in 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 where everything's heading. We're just a part of it now, and it's easy to forget that we're monkeys on a rock flying through space. To borrow a quote from Joe Rogan. Yep. Boom. Boom cycle. Boom. Boom. I, 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 so see, I my rating, my rating would go up now, just from our conversation. My rating would go up a little bit. And I kind of want to see. Yeah. I know. Well, I just, I, you know, it's it, it's. <laughs> interesting because if you watch the scene now from the, the reincarnation eyes maybe this film starts to to tick up in rating because now you're realizing like oh every, every time he gets out of the car that is a new life. It doesn't have to make sense. Does life make sense? I don't know who Aaron was before I was Aaron. Was I, you know, was I some guy in the 1940s doing a Bergman film? 
I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I have, it's just like these flashing realities. And we think life is long, but really, is it just a short blip? Is, is it literally you get out, you do a scene, and then and you're gone? Now we're in, into another reality. You can put on the new outfit, you know. Oh shit! Now I'm homeless. I'm living this homeless existence. It's like shit. Okay. I think. I think that I'm not. I'm just gonna call him the director of Holy because I, I just can't say his name. Leo. Um, he might, I think he might be asking some of the same questions that Bergman was asking in the 50s with, with Seven Seal, like talking about all these different characters you can play, you know, all these archetypes you can be, all these different outsets you uh, you know, perspectives you might hold, but uh, uh, but you're gonna die, and you're just a monkey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, original family. I mean, yeah, you know, all they want to do is you know, preen a little, take. Uh, you know, clean you, uh, um, be there to feed you, mom will take care of you. It's, uh, uh, it's wholesome in a way. And, and uh, I like it. You know, because he, is think about his one, I mean, that was, to me, that was the, like the most that, that was the most familial moment in the movie because obviously the interruption with Angel was it made it seem like okay there's some artifice here and then and his only sexual moment in a movie where I'm anticipating there'd be some kind of sexual encounter would is of course uh, in a, a you know latex suit um, you know pretending to have sex with someone else and we're never getting to see that rendered we're well we're not, we're seeing the rendered version of this act yeah it's all cgi and we're not and he is trapped inside that a student never gets to express himself but it's just again another job in my life and no, it's interesting. sorry sorry no, 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 no just yeah, no, the question is does he 
it at any point. You know, it's funny because we're waiting for a moment in the movie where, like, we have he has his beauty in the beast moment with Eva Mendez, and I'm, I'm laughing because I'm thinking, oh, uh -huh. is this what is this what Red Cloud is up to? Is Yoshi up to this? Like, you know, I, okay, I get it. Um, and I thought, oh, this is, will this be? But he, he sees. Then we have a moment where it's like, like uh, you are you are so beautiful. I'm now going to cover you up. Uh, perhaps you're even more beautiful now and and uh we're now going to let you out it was like i thought huh interesting because there is obviously some he's there is a statement there on beauty our perception of beauty um And we have the contrast with the two characters. Obviously, Ava Mendes is very beautiful, and our, you know, our red-haired uh, leprechaun, who's uh, a super dweller. <laughs> you know, like okay, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, so weird. weird. So weird. And then before that, it was like so hot. It was beauty. So beauty. 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 <laughs> Is that like a uh, losing Aaron? We lose Aaron. It's just so that that you cover the Aaron. Like, and we it's like a claiming of repeat yourself, Aaron. We lost you. Uh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Good. Yay. Okay. Was that a representation of, of uh, a religion, um, a specific religion where you cover up the woman? Mm -hmm. it, because she is claimed like the 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 beast, if you will, he he, mm -hmm. he claimed her and said, "Well, she he's mine. I took her to my lair, and I got naked in front of her, and now she's mine. And so I'm going to cover her up so no one else can enjoy her beauty." And it does sound like a, a 
some religions that are out there where you know you, you do cover up women um if especially if they're uh taken it definitely it definitely had some very, very anti muslim overtones i'll say it in that scene because it was definitely putting a woman in a burqa uh, mm -hmm. while, while the man goes out and be is a monster. Uh, uh, I see. That wouldn't be anti-Muslim. That would just be coinciding with what the Muslims believe. Yeah. I'll leave it. Like, like a representation. <laughs> I don't want to die. Uh, uh, no, I mean, that's, I mean. No, like it's, it's, well, I see what you mean by anti, but it was of that <laughs> I, I do something it is anti because he does act yeah. like a buffoon and he is referred to in, right. in the right, 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 right. as the beast ah dude yes yeah, like I swear that uh, uh, you know, I put these notes together, but there's so much synchronicity that happens on the show. So I, maybe we don't do a good job of reviewing them, but for sure, what we with these theme shows, we're getting these weird synchronicities that keep happening where, like, yep. I, I mean, I think Holy Motors has elements of both Seven and Seal and Beauty and the Beast in it, um, which is strange. I think, I think Holy Motors is really asking what's the meaning of life at the end of the day, which is what the Seven and Seal was asking. Um, I bring it back, back to the latex scene that you brought up, Paul. All the scenes, for some reason, that, that one stuck with me the most. Just like the sword play before that was really, really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, um, seeing him do all those moves, moves and the treadmill thing, and then the dance with her, the sexual dance with her is really interesting. But um, I think perhaps the commentary there, because the CGI was shitty, right? He could have made right. that better, probably. Right. So it was he chose to make the CGI yeah. shitty. That's what I figured. So the choice, or. or Maybe the statement 
is that, you know, the act of, of making movies is actually much more joyous than the movie itself. No, it's like it's like the performance of him was more invigorating than the 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 what the CGI made. Right. Isn't that true of all media, though? I mean, the 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 author or the the maker of the work. Always has the feeling of the process is more important than the finished work. I mean, I mean, right. every, every every you know short film or theater production outside looking in, I had a much better time doing it than usually people have you know, enjoying it. I mean, you may have that one person and it's like, I really like that. But like, like for you, you as, an, as an artist, you enjoy it so much. At least, I mean, in my experience, I don't know about yours. Well, then maybe it's saying, then maybe it's commentary on, on speaking against the technology then because yeah. it's saying that we're we're going away from the visceral human eyes the visceral human connection and going more into computer pro computer uh, generated Art, yeah. And really, we just want to see humanity and people fucking. Yeah, not monsters. But I thought it was interesting, like the way the CGI per trade love and the way that they were experiencing love like it was so energetic and and uh, you know it was like uh, one monster was like breathing that life and that lust or love or whatever it was into the other dragon and then like as they took their breath then they breathed it back into the other dragon like there was some kind of I don't know it was very spiritual. I mean, if you take 
take away genitalia, like what is that sexual experience with somebody? Are Fantastic planet. Yeah. yeah. Right? Demolition man. Oh, good call. Wow. What's demolition man? What, what did they do with that? There is a they, they, physical love making has been outlawed because of overpopulation. And so uh, the that's just a lone character is from the past out of this 80s superstar and it's in the way in the future and Sandra Bullock's character loves him and, and appreciates him enough so they put on this like neural link helmet that, that links their thoughts and so they can have this sexual experience in their own minds through this technology. And then he says, well, why don't we just do it the old-fashioned way? And she goes, ooh, ooh fluid exchange. And she like has a huge reaction to it. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, maybe it is that, though. Like, maybe the act of without sex is like just as heightened in that reality. I don't, I don't know. I'm well, you know, it's something, but if you take genitalia, you are experiencing each other's souls in that way. Yeah, what would love you know? look like without the pleasure the animalistic pleasure aspect of it. So, how would you make love to someone without the orgasm being the goal? Ask you know, an yeah. answer. You would enjoy it. What did you say? Body. But like the way you okay, well, Chris, what did you say? I said oh, I, I, um, ask an asexual person, a person who doesn't feel cardinal love, love, a person who can only feel the type of love that you get from you know closeness, intimacy, but not with the, the sexual carnal nature of it.
that exists. There are people yeah. who that that is their reality. Well, yeah. I mean, if you if you think of dancing, and you think of, I mean, think of like two teenagers like dry humping, dry humping, and they like, oh, we're not going to do sex, but we're just going to enjoy each other's energy. Like, what is that? You know? Like, there's an energetic... I, I, I think he is playing on something here where, where like, you can energetically mix with somebody and not take it into a sexual I.e. dancing, I.e. body, this spiritual being, I think that is like souls meeting each other and taking each other in. I mean, we're very, very like wild here thoughts i don't know if you guys mesh with that but i mesh i mesh i'm too cool to mesh mr anderson I know, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think that that's an interesting take on it, Aaron. Uh, and, and there's certainly a, a, a deep, deep philosophical question there to be asked. Um. Last one that stands out to me, and then I'll let you guys, if anyone has anything else to say. Uh, I really enjoyed um, the music one. <laughs> it didn't make oh, any sense. Yeah, that was, that was the song at oh. the beginning of the clip. Yeah. yeah, the song was fun, and it was funny, and they were yeah. just like super into it, and yeah. it was a good, nice one shot. It was, it was a really fun scene. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That was that was excellent. Um, I'm not, not sure what it meant. It was so random. And then it was like, all right, I guess we're here. Big band, but I'm not 
instruments, random guitar player. I'm not sure that you know this director is worried about things having meaning. You know, I think he's more, more just uh, painting. It's you know songs from a second floor maybe is not that bad of a comparison. I mean, it's it's not still framed shots specifically like a painting but as far as a bunch of like vignettes go with an overarching message that is difficult to comprehend on first glance it's not too dissimilar from Roy Anderson's works I agree with that. Um, Red Cloud, thank you kindly for bringing the film to the show. Uh, regardless of Chris's disparaging comments at the top of the conversation, clearly it was worth bringing on because we had a pretty decent conversation about it uh, um and, and um it's uh, definitely worth being on the show um because of the dead cinema idea that it brought but also because um it's a film that is going to live with us for a while that we're going to be thinking about it and questioning and trying to figure it out. So that's what the show's all about. I won't forget it. I'll say that. You won't forget it with your 4.4. With my 4.4. <laughs> <laughs> um, um okay well I, I almost forgot we we have one more portion of the show so let's let's do it and then we'll wrap this bitch up we're bringing back the wheel the wheel's back 